that is Jess. Hello, hello. And Nicole. Hi there. And tonight, and tonight we are following up our last episode uh, with Creep 2. Uh, if you heard last week's episode, we did Creep on a listener suggestion. Uh, it is a found footage horror movie, and this is the sequel. came out three years later uh, and is also in that same found footage mockumentary-ish kind of style. Um, I, we, we go listen to that to hear our full thoughts, but I was more excited for Creep 2 than Creep 1 because I have seen both before, uh, and I wanted to really talk about this one, but uh, thankfully a listener suggested the first, so now we are doing the second. Uh, like the first one, I know neither of you two have seen this before. Uh, expectations going in. I know I kind of set them last week, but uh, what did you guys think going in? Yeah, you really did. Yeah, like that's it. Our expectations what you told us. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I don't know if you. I didn't know if you had personal thoughts like how it would go because the way the first one ends is um we don't have to talk too much about the first one but like the way the first one ends it's very open like it opens a lot like there could be a whole the next one could go a lot of places you know the first story closes pretty succinctly but then has a little ending thing that makes you think you could do more with it but I don't know if you guys had any ideas of what this could be but uh, that's that's perfectly no perfectly I mean fine. other than what you. D- told us i mean it's going in pretty blindly yeah you gassed it up well here's the here's the synopsis of creep 2 sarah a video artist whose primary work explores the intimacy of lonely men uh finds an online advert that intrigues her so much she replies thinking she may have found the subject of her next project she drives to a secluded house in the forest where a man claiming by the advert's poster greets claiming to be the advert's poster greets her and as he said in his posting he claims to be a serial killer so that is uh that is where we're kind of kicking off uh creep two i think you can guess who who might be that serial killer but uh if you have not seen creep two or creep one for that matter both are on netflix they are both uh pretty quick 75 80 minute watches uh, so if you have any interest in found footage or horror uh thriller you know we we, we kind of blend those genres together here it is on netflix go check that out if you have any interest before we spoil it now we read things here at films with the women in my life based on four criteria and those are the plot the characters the visual and sound and the overall resonance and feel of the movie uh and i said on the last episode now that we were in spoilers that i liked this movie more and i knew that i was gonna at least like it as much and i was very intrigued within the first five minutes i love the way this movie starts out we start with dave uh, who is played by Karen Sony? I think an actor some people will recognize. I don't know him off the. I, I, is he? Is he the guy in a uh, Deadpool? Neither of you have seen Deadpool. Why am I asking? No, if you've seen Deadpool? no I, I, yeah, I don't recognize him. Okay, he's in. Okay, I just looked up. He is in Deadpool. He's the taxi driver in Deadpool. Uh, anyway, he receives a package at his home, uh, similar to a package that our protagonist in the last movie, Aaron, uh, finds uh, with a DVD that says "Watch Me," and of course, a nice little stuffed wolf with a camera inside of it. Uh, so we are already kicking off, knowing that uh, we're going to get our serial killer back. In the last movie, he was named Joseph, played by Mark Duplass. Once again, played by Mark Duplass, he is now going by Aaron the name of the protagonist from the last movie. Uh, and he shows up at Dave's house. Uh, and when we see him for the first time, Dave and him are buddies. Uh, it, we are, you know, treated to a quick little brief 
recap of how they met and their little their little friendship relationship thing that they got going here. And uh, Aaron, dissatisfied with how his and Dave's friendship relationship is going, just ends this whole experiment on that night and kills Dave. Uh, so he and then he kind of is like a little midlife crisis. He's like, ah, oh, I'm getting getting sick of doing my serial killing. It's it's not as fun as it used to be. I, I miss I miss my buddy Aaron. Uh, you know, I've done I've done 39 of these and I'm just kind of oh, I've lost my passion. So enter a new character, Sarah. Uh, she is a college student, and she's a videographer. She is an aspiring YouTube uh, YouTuber. She has a show called Encounters, uh, where she meets strangers on Craigslist and um, just a bunch of standard weirdos. Uh, she's very open, pretty fearless for a woman just going around and meeting strange men on Craigslist yeah, for her thing. But she is a journalist, and she wants the fame, and she wants the story, so and she wants the art. So she is willing to do anything to get the story. A perfect uh, counterpart or uh, or uh, adversary uh, to to our main character, uh, because she is about to give up on her YouTube series, but one more $1,000 ad comes up for a videographer, and she agrees to meet with him, and it, of course, is Aaron. So Sarah and Aaron meet um, Mark Duplass and Desiree, Desiree Akvin. She played uh, the lead in a TV show called Bisexual. That's the only other thing I've even heard of that she's in. No, but, uh, I've never seen her either. She's also directed mm-hmm. a movie or two, so she's a, a relatively new face. Um, but the two of them begin uh, back and forth, uh, kind of like... Not exactly like Aaron's and Joseph's from the last one, but uh, a similar kind of uneasy start. Aaron now, or Joseph now Aaron, we'll just call him Mark Duplass, is going to start doing weird things as he does. Uh, But Sarah's reactions are a little different than a lot of his other subjects. Uh, She really digs into it. And, uh, you know, the thing is, the whole movie is there back and forth and budding, uh, budding partnership in whatever they're trying to make here. So I'll start with that as the, as the, the general... General synopsis, uh, Jess, what do you think of the plot of this one? Wait, so do you think I like this or do you think I didn't like it? I am curious what you think my thoughts were. What you think I thought, thought, think. What do you think I thought, think? What do you think I thought? Uh, (laughs) Um... Uh, I was more optimistic on you than Nicole, but I was concerned for both of you because (laughs) it's more more meta. It's a little, it's more meta than the first one. We know more about our main character now. So your mileage will vary on whether you like Sarah, I think. Um, but I thought Jess had a better chance of liking Sarah than Nicole. I don't, I don't, I know what Nicole's reaction to this is, but Jess, I know, I don't really know what you're going to say. No, you have, you have to guess. That's not fair. No, I don't. I think that you didn't like it. Okay, now Brennan, what do you think? Play the I think game. You liked it le- I think you liked it less than the first one. Ooh, drum roll. Uh-oh. Oh my god! <laughs> That's what this we got. We don't have a drum roll effect. I really liked it. Whoa. Oh, thank God! <laughs> oh, I had. I, I wanted to give my head, my hedging, my hedging bets answer, but uh, okay, good. Good talk. I know. Talk Halfway through it, I'm like, "Fuck, Brennan's right. This is really, really good." <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Oh, I'm so happy. I never know with you, Jess. I really don't. You're the wild card. Of the show. I never know what you're gonna say. I'm very, I'm very pleased. Let's let's talk about uh, this 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 relationship, this plot here. It's so good. Um, I didn't know how badly I needed to see Mark in a Little Pony, but that did it for me when he, when he came out in a pony. <laughs> 
I was like, oh, that's it. This is going to be good. I'm really Wait, excited. What? His ponytail. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yeah. no, weird stuff yeah. happens. He doesn't ride a literal pony, although there's three three coming. Set. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll come downstairs with a horse and be like, oh, hey, this is Dexter. I keep him upstairs. <laughs> Uh, no, um, I, I thought it was so much fun. Um, I, I I like Sarah. There's one thing about her that turned me off that made me not like her. I was upset by her character choice. Um, but other than that, b- besides that one pivotal thing, I did really like her. It was just, it was fun to watch. And I liked seeing Mark being his authentic self, not trying to be somebody's friend, but just l- letting his craziness yeah. show through. Um, yeah. And I, I feel like when Mark and well, what's his friend that directed it? Who was Aaron uh, in the last movie? Patrick Bryce is the director. And yeah, co-writer. so I feel like yeah. I feel like they never really wrote scripts. I feel like they put Mark in a bathtub and to be like, okay, just start going, and then he just starts <laughs> going, and that's it. Like it's you could tell it was so much creativity and so much fun. Like I can tell they probably had a blast making this film. Um, so I'm I'm gonna give it. <laughs> Four. I'll give it a four. Uh, good start. I'm so happy. All right, Nicole. What do you What do you think of What do you think of Creep Two? Um, the plot is definitely interesting. It's different. I was not expecting what was going to happen. You know, in terms of what sh- her role was going to be. Um, I don't know if I like this one more. I think I like the first one more, but. I don't want to discredit this one because I know that, you know, as Brennan and I were talking about it and it sounds like the two guys that are creating this film really are taking it seriously and want to produce something that's worth watching. And this is, it's worth watching. I just don't think it gave the same shock factor as the first one did. You know, that one was like their, I guess their baby of making that film. So I, of course I think it's going to be better. Baby Um, Pichos? Yeah. (laughs) um you know because they had to bring in other elements of the of the previous movie into this one and you know to me it's like eh i didn't much care for the opening scene of this where he's with the new buddy and he sees the the fox and or the wolf in the box like i don't know it it just didn't give me as many like goosebumpy feelings as the other one did um because we already know that his character is psychotic. But otherwise, you know, it's an interesting storyline. Um, I like that she's fearless. Um, you know, and we'll just kind of jump into whatever just to kind of get a shot. I thought she was pretty amateur in how she was... I know she was there to film, but, like, filming that she's got a knife in her boot. Like, of course he's going to fucking figure that out. But overall, like, you know, I thought it was enjoyable... Just not as much as the first one, but I will give it um, a three and a half. Um, yeah, throughout this, there's a lot of twists and turns and back and forth. Sarah with Sarah and and Aaron now, um, you know, he reveals right away that he is a murderer. He wants her to to record it for twenty four record him for twenty four hours. He already starts with the weird shit. He does the the naked thing, and then she goes right into it. She's like, "All right, well, I'll get I'll get naked too then." Because like, oh, yeah, because she doesn't want to show any fear towards him. 
Yeah, well, he does, like, the jump scare things, doesn't work on him. The peach fuzz thing doesn't, the mask doesn't scare her. She's concerned because, like, can you see out of that while you're driving? Like, and she, like, she starts to, like, kind of get under his skin. Like, I don't think any of his other 39 victims have, which I I love that, like, he's finally kind of being tested a little bit. Um and you know, and, and you know, eventually he he kind of like breaks a little bit, and he he seems like he's given up. And then she just keeps prodding. All the while, we see little bits of her being like, like I don't think she really kills people. I just I just need to know. Like I need the this is what I've always wanted as a journalist. Like uh, this is the perfect subject for to make my show interesting. So you know, she she goes with it. Um, the the plot just twists and turns a lot, and I like where we end up. We'll talk about the very end and some thoughts on that, because we do have a couple of interesting questions for the very end. But the plot in this, I think, is uh, an improvement on the first one, just because it can it can do more, and it does. Uh, I'll give it a four, as as with, I'm with Jess on this one. Um, the characters, it's a two-hander, plus, you know, a cameo at the beginning from, our poor, from poor Dave. Poor, innocent... It's naive, Dave. Uh, but it's mostly Joseph slash Aaron and Sarah. So uh, back to you, Nicole. What do you think of our characters? Dave annoyed me. <laughs> I don't know why. He just really did. I don't know. Um, I guess well, he's not he around was... for too long. <laughs> well, we already. I guess because we already know what's going to happen to him. That I already just dispose him as a character as soon as I see him. <laughs> no, I I like that she stands up for herself. I like her motives. Um, I like his motives, too, um, because it's just so fucking crazy. You don't know what he's thinking. You don't know when he's telling the truth and when he's not telling the truth, which I think is a huge, you know, character um, piece to have, you know, for us to try to indulge into this. You know, what is he telling the truth on? What is he not telling the truth on? I know that we had discussed this off off air, but it's hard to even put a timeline to what he's talking about when we have the whole scenario in the hot tub and he's talking about his first murder um he goes on later on to say something that counteracts that you know he said he killed someone at 15 or 17 years old and then later on he's telling sarah that he was in a mental institution until he was 19 these dates don't line up you know so I'm, i'm wondering if that was an intentional thing, what I, why I'm missing, you know, that if it is. But those little things just add to our suspicions that what is he telling the truth on? What is he lying about? And what is so wrong with him that he can just make this shit up if it's fake, you know? Um, yeah, I've got I've got plenty of theories on the on the timeline, Matt, not matching up later. But um, yeah, yeah, I think um, there's more there's more to come for sure. But that's it's an interesting way that they're that they're leading this movie to go you know i like it i like that it's making us think about it it's not just some same old movie that's like um you know it's it's jump scares and then it's done like they're setting themselves up for good sequels it's not just bullshit after bullshit so i do uh really appreciate that um you know sarah's not my favorite but um i like that they gave us they gave us a character that's not scared so that we do get a little bit more terrifying things happening oh my gosh this is hard because he is just so incredible and he is he's the best (laughs) she she wasn't my favorite so how do i you know how am i going to round this out to uh maybe a four okay jess what do you think that's good 
Yeah, I thought um, Mark was brilliant. And I loved how basically the entire movie is just him overcoming his tantrum. <laughs> it it <laughs> It's just like he's so unpredictable, but also predictable at the same time. You kind of know what he's going to say or the things he kind of does or how he's going to scare you. But then he just goes off in tangents and you're just like, wait, what are you talking about? Or he'll just connect things together that make no sense. Um, but he also is kind of a charmer. Like... You do want to see what happens next. Like, you do want to stick around, even if it seems, like, a little sketchy. Um, He does make everything seem fun. Um, And he doesn't seem that threatening, despite how very threatening he actually is. So he's a pretty complex character. And, yeah, he's clearly a a a pathological liar. So, well, like, what you said about the dates, I didn't even put that together. I remember those two scenes, but I didn't even think about how they didn't overlap. So I, now I am kind of curious about his yeah, path and it makes how... you wonder what he's really telling the truth on or, you know, is yeah. all this bullshit, you know? And then the last scene in the first movie where he opened the, the pantry or something and there was, like, all those movies. There was way more than 39, right? And that's how many I people think he, he had multiple. He he might have had multiple like tapes per person because like I don't think he could fit a whole VHS tape together. Like he had the CDs and he's been doing this for okay. a while. I, that's how I took it. You you could be right though. Like he could have done. It could all still to a degree be an act. We don't you know we don't really know a lot for sure about him. Okay, so Mark was great. Sarah I liked until like the last three quarters of the movie where Mark starts to like. She can he can see Sarah kind of like backing away, and then Mark starts to like to flirt with her or say like, "Okay, the truth is I've had a crush on you," and Sarah believes him, which mm-hmm. makes me so mad because he even admitted like he woos his victims so they would like him more, and then he like chops off their head. So well, he must when be really good at it, <laughs> yeah. So when he you can see like he's like, "Oh crap, what do I do next?" and he starts like doing that card and she totally believes and i'm just like girl you can't be this stupid like she was i thought she was almost kind of like one step ahead of it until then he got so ahead and that's when it all turned down so i was really disappointed in her for believing him um (laughs) i know so that's gonna i was gonna give them a four or five and now it's just gonna be a four because she's dumb what angers me too is like i can't tell when we get closer to the end and we have the whole scene outside um, in the woods it's and when it's dark, like, I can't f- at first tell if she's in on this joke with him or if she is genuinely out of the loop of everything. Because the buildup that we get throughout the movie where, you know, it sounds like she's on board with these things... You know, at some point she has to not be on board anymore. And I think that comes after he pretends to hang himself. And I think she's totally, she's totally out of it. But she continues to go out into the middle of the woods with him. You know, I'm, I'm, it's hard for me to see, you know, where her inhibitions end, I guess. She's difficult. I don't think they, I don't think they really end until she's, until she's convinced that he, is I think until you're the hanging scene, I think is the right is the right turning point. Until then, she doesn't believe him. She doesn't think he's a murderer. Yeah. She doesn't she doesn't think anything's wrong with like she thinks there's clearly something wrong with him. But he, she doesn't think he will really do her harm. Uh, until, well, it was right after the hanging scene that 
he Yeah, she's about realized. to leave. And then he grabs the harness. He does his little spiel to try to convince her to stay. And she does. And, you know, yeah. that's, you know, yeah, you could you could leave there. And that's um, where you fell off with her, right, Jess? Yeah, that's exactly where I was like, uh, this is, she was a good girl until now. Now I don't like her anymore. <laughs> uh, see, I... I'm still I still with her thing because well one I want to see what happens uh, but two but uh, but also like she's still committed to getting this this stuff for the story like she still wants that and if you know she he once he convinces her you know that he was wearing a harness he gives enough plausibility I think to make it seem like that's uh, that's plausible she she knows he's a liar the whole time she's just uh, concerned that he will do something to her and once he assuages those those fears then she's willing to stick around a little longer well even then like he has already expressed information to her i know you have a knife in your shoe i know that you are a part of this youtube channel like he knows information that she didn't disclose and now she's starting to put the pieces together like okay this guy that stuff came before even his asking her to cut his head off and and hang himself that comes kind of like yeah, so that comes after oh, okay. she, I'm, after I'm he like, two scenes. after he breaks down in the hot tub and like finally comes back in. That's when they kind of like start to like, and he scares, she scares him, and then they, she's washing the dishes. They kind of become buddy buddy, um, and then that's when he reveals like. But then he does this whole thing like, you know, I don't think you're you lied to me straight up. Like I think you were playing around with the facts a little bit. And he's like, I do that all the time. So like I think you were telling me, you know, the the truth as you know as true as you could make it. So and then she she you know the thing she stays until he does something where he could literally harm himself. Uh, and that makes her think that it's too far. Um, but until then, anyway, I, I I love these characters. I give the first in the the first ones a four or five, and I give these ones a five. I prefer Sarah as the as as her as his match. Um, I like her a lot. I I hope she's in another one uh, because I think there's a lot more you can mine with her. And well, uh, perhaps. I, and I think I think uh, Aaron and and Joseph Mark Duplass character is just endlessly fascinating. I could watch him forever. Like he's such an interesting character, and I think he could go really far. Like I think he could keep going for a while before I get sick of it. Um, and I, before we move on to the visual and sound, so do you guys prefer in our first one uh, Aaron, a more passive, uh, a little more scared off, uh, more common man? kind of uh, documentary person to, to go against him or do you prefer Sarah where she's more of a match for him like intellectually <laughs> and willing to be You're more asking weird me if I prefer Aaron or Sarah yes as the as the two as the second hand to Mark Duplass well they both piss me off because they're both so mm-hmm. passive with their way that they talk to him like they should be the ones in charge of their own filming Okay, if you're, if someone's coming in, you know, you're hiring them for their services, and they, these people are so passive, both of them, whenever he says something, they just go, oh, oh, okay. Well, they're just camera, for all intents and purposes, they're camera operators. I mean, they, they prod with some interview questions, but not a whole lot. Sarah does more so than, 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 um, Aaron, obviously. If he's asking you to give him 30 takes of sitting in stagnant pond water while he tries to give this uh speech i mean you gotta cut it off at some point that's how filmmaking works you know it takes a lot of takes and then it's ruined by the sun you know that's that's just indie filmmaking oh my god that scene was so like 
uh, it was it was good. You know, he literally like, says when the bird goes, he's like, it's like a bad joke. Um, but I think that I do prefer Sarah because I feel like she has a little bit more of a per- actually. I prefer Sarah in the beginning of her episode, and I prefer Aaron at the end of his episode because I think that they're both more in tune with themselves at those respective times because I don't like the passiveness of Aaron in the beginning, and I don't like that um, Sarah continues on with this fucking weirdo in the end. So I have to say they're both 50-50 for those reasons. What do you think, Jess? It's hard to compare because they're so different in the first movie joseph tried to convince aaron he was sane in the second movie mark tries to convince um sarah that he's insane it's true it's hard to like compare the two because they're gonna react differently based off of like mark's completely flip-flopped acting or whatever but aaron Um, and sarah are completely different characters like they are completely different but they're they react different because it's are you working with the same person or insane person like you, you're gonna react differently with those kinds of people so it's not like a huge control to compare the two but i probably am gonna favor sarah just because the plot moved a little faster um be- and there was more excitement in the second movie because you're just watching mark go off the rails than there is <laughs> in the first one and i i think the two complement each other better than Aaron does with Mark only because Sarah wants to stay and I'm sorry then Aaron does with I'm not getting confused Mark did with Aaron only (laughs) because Sarah wants to stay and then um Aaron wanted to leave right they kind of flip at them at their at their points where Sarah wants to stay until she wants to leave and Aaron is willing to stay until he has to leave and then we keep going with him in the in a different capacity but um okay uh, so yeah we spent enough time with the characters I think that's the most the characters are the meatiest part of this story this we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on because there's not a whole lot to talk about visual and sound just any thoughts on that I think what when I think of visual and sound the first scene I think of is the hot tub scene yes. um, just be that yeah it it was shot really fun um it was all in the dark and it's just him the water listening to this really loud bad music um, sarah loves her then... juicy fruit, fruit it's a good song <laughs> it's like jam it's a band song, apparently <laughs> and, and then sarah comes in the water and tries to i guess mellow him out or i don't know maybe try to be slightly sexual with him to at least i don't know have him be a little bit more relaxed um and it works so that was that was creative. I'm gonna say the visual I didn't like is them stabbing each other, just because I I never really liked that kind of stuff to begin with, and mm-hmm. I found it hard to believe that they both could run away after you know a knife being lodged Ugh. in you a couple times. That just seemed too unrealistic. I wish there was a different way they could have used a weapon on each other than that. Okay. Um. So all in all, I'll probably give it a three five. What do you think, Nicole? I agree with that. I hate when there's massive fights and people just get up like it's fucking nothing. I don't know how my adrenaline would run, but I just don't think I would do that. But anyway. Um, you're also in every situation that's like, sacrifice me first. Don't just, tell my secret. Your, your secret? <laughs> that you're afraid of all things and you'll just be willing to die immediately? That I would be the human sacrifice in any situation. I already <laughs> called it. I do. but um, That's why it's hard for you to judge when I'm there's... I'm not a fighter. <laughs> no, you're not. No. <laughs> I'm not a fighter. But um 
That's funny that you say that, though, because my favorite scene is at the end when we see both of them fall in the ditch and then Mark Duplass comes out and he's talking to the camera and I'm trying to visualize how he's seeing it because obviously he can't see behind him. And I'm thinking to myself, how come he can't see her? The light's on him. And then I'm like, oh, Nicole, you're so stupid. He's looking the other way. So (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) to watch her creep up behind him and and whack him was awesome. I I really liked that part. I thought that was really cool. Um, When we get into the the finale, we can talk about what that visual means to us. But, um, I mean, altogether, I thought that this one was... A little bit better in its in its visuals um i liked the scenes where we where we show sarah in such a vulnerable position where she has to hold an axe over his head or watch him hang from the ceiling like those were really like gripping moments um so i thought that they did a really good job with that but i'm gonna uh i don't want to give it i don't know i'll stick with a with a three and a half for that yeah, uh, similar to the first one, um, you know, it's 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 shot how it's shot, so that has its limitations. I think the video quality looks crisper in this one, uh, so that's it an does. advantage. It, it's, a, it's a couple years newer, so Just yeah, as, as, as Jess always yeah, says, the newer that. it is, the better it's going to look. Um, but you see how the video was done, like when Sarah was holding the camera, it was clearer and it looked like more shakier than in the first scene. So I think it, was, it looked like a true home movie. Better than the the first, but you know why I think that is. In the first one, something that I liked about the first one is that when we were watching some of the footage of things, it's because we were watching it on someone's TV, and then we had Aaron talk about what he just got in the mail. So I think it was like double grainy because it was shot on a video camera, and then it was watching TV. So I think that's where it came in a little bit of like blurriness with those, but. I like that that was a style that they chose for the first one. They didn't re- they didn't do that in this one. I think it also makes more sense. She's a YouTuber. YouTuber. She has her own show. She's going to have a little bit of a better camera. The other guy was more of a, just like an on the fly hire kind of guy. Um, you know, different, completely different uh, characters and styles. But um, yeah, this one has just like in the first one. Like I think I I like more of like those shock scenes in the first one. Like the like you know he's dragging the trash bags out and then we find out it's actually Aaron watching the video or or the way um all the all the um. Uh, peach fuzz stuff is shot in the first one those stick out to me is more like iconic i can remember those there's still stuff in here i like like i love that hot tub scene i love that how that's shot and i love the creepy music or the i like the music but like the way it's being used is creepy um i like the yeah the ending fight where he holds up the locket the locket he made for aaron there's only we don't know a whole lot about what is true about mark duplass character but i think he really does love aaron a lot like aaron is truly his favorite we, we've we've only <laughs> seen he's done at least least you know 39 maybe of these of these murder videos uh, sarah being the 40th and the reason i think we only see aaron and sarah and we don't see the other 38 is because the other 38 are kind of like you know uh the guy from the beginning they're they're uh, they're like daves like they're they're good they got some stuff but they're ultimately not that satisfying we get aaron and and sarah because they're the fun ones they're the interesting ones to watch um so i like that that's kind of like a meta a meta thing about his making of his own little movies um it looks it looks a little better and i think but i think the scenes that i like like the iconic scenes there's more of those in the first one for me personally but um still a three five it does really well with what it's given uh it pushes it pushes the 
the found footage style to the edges, just like the first one. It's um, it's impressive that it keeps you engaged. Uh, so the ending, like you guys are saying, there's the fight scene at the end. It has varying degrees to it. Uh, he brings Sarah to this grave he had dug earlier in the day. He's like, I don't know if this was for me or for you, but now I think I do know. And he stabs himself a couple times, and he's like, we're going to get in this hole in the ground, and we're going to die, and it's going to be like Romeo and Juliet. It's going to be awesome. This is a great ending to my story. Oh. And this is when, she, if she wasn't sure before, she is 100% sure now this guy is going to kill himself, kill her. He's going to. He's killed people. He is as insane as he always was. Uh, portraying himself uh so he hands her the knife he i would never stab you i would lo- I love you too much and uh until he does five five, oh five seconds God, later uh, so he's you know they <laughs> have their little chase he stabs her a couple times drags her she's playing dead you know must have missed um, a vital organ or something uh, and he's obviously and you know he lays down at first and then he gets up he's like ah, i don't think i'm dying tonight like he you know stabs are like you can survive stabs if you don't hit the right organs in the right places or the right arteries i don't believe it those were some deep that was that knife went like through their body and back. It's not like a well, you didn't cut. see that. that. That was just the sound they made the squishing sound. Like you don't know how deep it went. You don't know if it hit you know a, a vital organ or not. People uh, survive. I, I people survive stabbing. Fan the, of that. There was that one rapper. Yeah, who like stabbed, a, like, a stab times. maybe, but this just went back and forth like five. There was times that one rapper least. who survived like forty stabs to like the stomach and chest, Come and he on, survived. I'm just cent. saying. What? Fifty cent. Is that who it was? 50 cent, 40 stabs. Okay. I'm just saying, like, you can get sta- you can get stabbed a lot in what looks like vital areas and not die. So, that's him. what happens. And run off in the woods. Okay, maybe uh, yeah, adre- laying there until... Adrenaline. Okay, I think you're pushing this. I don't think it's true. You're just... Ob- I hate to pull the objectively wrong card, but uh, there just are too many real-life scenarios where this has happened to it uh, not to be true. <laughs> Anyway, uh, uh, he he's doing his little spiel, how he does think he's going to die. She pulls the shovel out, smacks him in the head. We get that great blood splatter on the camera. And then we cut to an undisclosed amount of time later. We see uh, Sarah walking in the street, uh, and it uh, she gets on a subway train. She's being filmed, unbeknownst to her. And uh, while she's on the subway, we hear an uh, uh, unknown figure whistle. Uh, that that same whistle that uh, that Aaron has always done. Um, we don't see who if it's from him or from someone else or what's the deal. And then we see her kind of look towards the camera, but she doesn't react. Like she doesn't like like go like whoa no or like like she just kind of looks at it. And then that's how we cut out. So we cut out very ambiguously on the time later. All we know is that Sarah is definitely alive. Uh, Mark Duplass's character is either implied to be alive or has some sort of thing going on there. Um, and we know that they are working on Creep 3, but that's not in production yet because the, the script is not uh, where it needs to be, according to Bryce and Duplass. So that's how we end Creep 2. Uh, resonance and feel. Uh, Nicole, to your turn, what do you think of that? The resonance and feel is hard to say because it is kind of a, to me, it's just kind of a typical horror film i don't call these found footage films because they're not found footage if the person is still alive you know what i mean like it's not like someone dug these films up out of someone's basement 30 years later it's like sarah is still there to talk about it so i i don't know if i would consider it that i don't even know what i'm considering it maybe they call found footage movies where either the film was discovered or it's video, like home video recording. So it's not like it's not like a mockumentary where like it's like a fake documentary. It's much more like home movie style. Okay, okay, that's fair. Maybe I just don't understand the definition, but um, I mean, I really liked it. I am excited to see the next one. I want to know 
who Angela is. We all want to yes. know who Angela is. Let's talk about we that. We want to know end, if yeah. Angela is the one in the subway and how Angela knows who she is, or if Angela is perhaps another name that that Mark Duplass is using. Who knows? You know. Um, so that's a, that's definitely something that I was expecting to see in this one, but we didn't get to, which makes me all more excited for the next one. Um, so I did enjoy watching this. So I, I'm going to, I forget what I gave the one before. I like that one better though. Well, I mean, whatever, whatever you're feeling right now, <laughs> right now I'm feeling like a 3.5. What do you think, Jess? Um, I thought it was great. I'm going to remember this. Um, I don't think I'm going to remember specific parts. I'm just going to remember Mark going off the rail on his pony. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Love that ponytail. And yeah, and Nicole brought up a good part. Angela was not in this and I completely forgot about her. And now I'm really curious what her relationship to Mark is um, because clearly it's not the sister or anything. I mean, it could be, but um you never know so i i really want to know who um angela is and we forgot to mention in the last scene sarah looks completely traumatized like you can tell this little act did a number on her so i really want to know what her thoughts are what she did what she wants to do with the film is she gonna show it to the police or is she gonna keep it to herself or now she's just like her life's going all derailed like i or does she curious. even have it you know because yeah i don't know away. yeah we don't know she runs away after hitting him with the shovel and then we cut to her walking in the city and then someone else is recording her but i mean she looks disheveled but we so don't know how long someone else has the film and saw you know everything that happened and Could is be. getting revenge or yep I mean, this is all, yeah, we don't yeah. we don't know when when that ending takes place. If it's a day, if it's a month, if it's a year, we don't and we don't know. You know, we really don't know much about that ending. It's pretty ambiguous. So I really hope that the third creep wraps up all these questions we have. I'll be a little upset if we still don't know who Angela <laughs> is, or they just completely forget about Sarah and then bring in a new character. So that's my thoughts. I'm I'm going to give it a four. I trust this writing, directing, starring duo. I think they'll make it good. I think that's why it's taking so long to make the third one. They, they've, uh, Duplass has said in many interviews, like we've written it a couple times. We just we want it to be satisfying. Like they wanted to to wrap it up nice. So I trust them. I hope it will be good. Whenever it come, I would rather it come out later and be great than come out too quick and be you know weaker than the first two. Um, yeah, I, I Angela uh, definitely a character who I was thinking about not this whole time, but like came creeped in and out of my head. She's really the only other person who is alive that has had a major part in any of this. Cause she was on the phone in the first one with Aaron. Uh, she is not present in this one, but um, based on, so my, my thing is at the end here when, when sh- we hear the whistle and we see her look at the camera and then it cuts to black. I think that's Angela holding the camera. We haven't seen her yet. She hasn't seen her yet. She doesn't know about her. Another very small clue, which I actually didn't pick up on the first time I watched this. I think it was like the third time I watched it. So I picked it up, I think, the second time. Regardless, when he's walking in the woods and he's she's like prodding him with questions. She's like, do you have a lot of friends growing up? And he go, he takes a long pause and he just goes, her. And then he, she and then she asks another question. He's like, you're asking a lot of questions. We just got to get to the thing. And never, never says anything about that again. Um, so I think her in that is Angela. I think Angela's at the end, and Angela's the only unwrapped mystery from the first one. Maybe Angela will be a saving grace. Maybe she is trying to save her. I think, oh no, I think Angela's working with 
Joseph Aaron, Mark Duplass's character. I think because he also knows a lot of shit. Like he does a lot of shit. Like he can do a lot of that himself. This is clearly his passion. Um, but I think I think he's he might have help, and I think Angela's help. I don't know what Angela her whole deal is, but uh, I expect her to have a role later on, and I think she's uh, she's involved in the shadows and all these. Um, I hope she comes back in the third one. I hope so. I hope that the, uh, I love both these, and I really hope, yeah, that the third one lives up to the the expectations set by these these first two. Uh, so we're at the end here. Uh, I think we should pretty much know where we all stand. Creep two, though. I'll start with you, Nicole. Would you recommend it? Yeah, I would. I think this is a really good um, thriller series to get into. It's a little more, if you want to call it upscale, for lack of a better term. It's not just jump scares and it has storyline and it has you know thought-provoking things in it that make you uncomfortable more so than just dolls popping out at you you know i appreciate (laughs) that um it does leave me wanting to know more and usually i don't feel that way about things so i am really excited to see the next one because i hope that it can live up to the standard of the first two and make an awesome trilogy that you could watch again and pick up things as brennan said that you missed the first time what do you think jess i like this one it's funny because in the first creep i was kind of like a light recommend i was like yeah i recommend it i don't think i'd go to a friend and brag about it but I would say it's a good watch. This one, I'm like, yeah, you you definitely should watch it, but you have to watch the first one first. <laughs> see, you see, you see where I was standing, right? I was like, Creep One is like is like good, but you need to see Creep One to appreciate how how crazy Creep Two is. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. So I I think it's a good recommend. Yeah, I, I'm with Jess. I like Creep One a lot. Well, I like Creep One a lot. I think the most out of all, I think I like both the most out of all, all of us, to be fair. Uh, but I like Creep Two even better than Creep One. Uh, it sounds like Jess likes that the same, and then Nicole is a more of a fan of the first than the second. But uh, it is three recommends for Creep Two uh, and Creep One. So if you want to check these out again, they are both on Netflix. I don't know when the third one's coming out. It's not made yet. Come on, guys, get get on it because this is. Come on. Clam- I'm clamoring. I can't imagine if I found like Creep 2 and like when it first came out in 2017 and I'm waiting three years later and it still hasn't come out. Like, ah, come on. Just, 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 I need another Creep movie. Uh, but uh, <laughs> thankfully, thankfully I've, I didn't watch it until this year and now the, the wait will hopefully be shorter. Um, so we have some more movies coming up. We got August Osage County that is streaming on Amazon Prime. Uh, we got another listener suggestion, Monsters, Inc. So, uh, Monsters, Inc., we will be doing, uh, that is on Disney+. Plus. Um, and then after that, you know, we got some spots. I got my, my host pick coming up in a few weeks here. Uh, but if you have anything to recommend to us, you know, as of right now, still no movie theaters open. So, Films with the Women in My Life on Facebook. You can reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore pod host. You can reach out to Mama K on Twitter at filmswomenpod. And as always, you can email the show, filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. And finally, I think it's already started streaming, but Nicole, not too long ago, a couple, about a week ago, probably since you're hearing this, decided that she wanted to go back and listen to, or not listen, 
watch all oh. the MCU movies, all 23 yeah. of those MCU movies. She she can't put it on her own. She just looked at me and she's like, I don't think I want to watch them all. I'm like, are you sure? Because I'm Cause... fucking bored and I need something to do. <laughs> so I figured, I was like, you know, I've seen all but a couple. And so I'd, I'd be willing to go back. So Nicole and I have been working through the MCU. Uh, most of them are streaming on Disney+. Plus. There's a couple on Netflix and a couple you do need to rent on VOD. I think the, I think. Hulk and the two Spider-Man movies are both available for purchase on Amazon, but every other movie is either on Disney Plus or on Netflix for part of your subscription, so you don't have to pay extra. Uh, so a Thor or something else. I think we said there was four of them that needed to be purchased. But... No, four that weren't. I think there were five that weren't on Disney Plus, but I think oh, they okay. were also okay, on sure. Netflix. So hopefully, and hopefully there'll be that for the next uh, month. Uh, so we will be re- releasing, and there's probably already a few in your feed right now. Little bite-sized, like ten-ish minute uh, review views of each one um just to just to add something extra we've been trying to figure out something extra to do since this little quarantine started we haven't really been able to have any you know interviews or bonus episodes so we're gonna do that as a nice little 23 mini series uh 23 doesn't sound very mini but uh the the episodes will be mini they'll be nice 10 minute bite-sized episodes to hear nicole's first time thoughts on the mcu she does not know a lot about everybody She is very new coming in. I think uh, I don't know if she's seen any of them in their entirety. I saw actually. the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. I think people know the MCU. That's not even part of the <laughs> the current iteration of uh, of that. So, uh, yep, be on the lookout for those. We'll be releasing them periodically. I'm aiming for once a day, but we will we will see how that ends up shaking out. So. That's right here on the same Films with the Women in My Life feed. It's on the same podcast feed as uh, the, the regular episode. So check that out if you have any interest. And that will bring us to the end of Creep 2. Uh, Jess, Nicole, thank you for taking this little mini little mini journey with me. I, I'm glad you guys I'm glad you guys like these two movies. So I'm very relieved. Creep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore Podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole Delesio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.